Hey guys, it's your girl, Miss G, and you know what time it is. It's G time. It's time to get up, get active, and get it together. My purpose is to give advice, encourage change, and empower success. The goal is for us to grow, elevate, and excel. Everyday action is required for change, and you and I have the power to create change. Happy Mental Health Awareness Month. We are still here with mental health awareness, and we are talking about ways to advocate for mental health. And I have been bringing you special guests all month long. And so our next guest needs really no introduction. No, she does. This is my other soul roar, Miss Tangy. I'm not going to say the whole name because she's going to look at me like, yeah. <laughs> Miss Tangy. Tangy is a certified life and disaster recovery coach. And we're going to talk about what that means and why mental health is important and um, how she got on in this journey of being a mental health advocate. So let's welcome Miss Tangie Black. Hello. 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 I am here already. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I am, as you said, a certified um, life and disaster recovery coach. Um, I've been an educator for the last uh, six years. I just moved back to San Antonio about a year ago after being gone for 20 years. Um, I was in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, which is where I really started my life coaching journey. Um, I didn't realize that life coaching was a thing and that I was doing it, it seems like, all my life. I didn't know that there was an actual thing that you can do, that it had an actual name, a title of doing it. And, um, and people, I guess when I used to hear people say stuff about life coaches, I really didn't know what it was. Um, I didn't really pay attention to it because, you know, I'm going through my own things. And in that process of going through what I was going through, that's when I discovered what it was and how I could help people and positively impact them. Um, and it also was very therapeutic for myself. That's great. That's great. I agree. Life coaching. For most of us who are life coaches, who are therapists, who are in the helping field, it's something that comes natural. It's something that we have already been doing our whole lives. And someone comes in and directs us in the path like, you know, you're already doing that, right? <laughs> and it just fits with our personalities. It fits with our passion. It fits with our purpose. And then we get this opportunity to structure it in a way that is beneficial for other people in a different form, right? Absolutely. So describe to our, our listeners and viewers, those who are um, watching us, what is a life coach? So a life coach is someone who is there to bring support, uh, who cares about your well-being, holds you accountable, um, and basically is there to listen. Because a lot of times people just need someone to listen, to understand, and not necessarily go in. You're not there to judge. You're not there to diagnose with anything. Um, that's not my job. I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Um, I am, although I could pretty much, you know what I'm saying? But like, ah, you got these kind of characteristics. <laughs> but um, it's not for us to do that. It's for us to be active listeners and to help you find the answers. Because everything that everyone needs is within themselves. The answers that you're looking for are within yourselves. You just maybe need someone to help you to structure it, like you said. Good. So this is my first time actually hearing disaster recovery life coach. What does that entail? 
So basically people that have gone through traumatic experiences and like it could be their house caught on fire. And these are just a few examples. House caught on fire. You lost a loved one. Anything that brings about disaster. Um, it could be a hurricane came, a flood, anything that disrupts your life in a way that it has traumatized you. Um, but maybe you don't feel like you necessarily need a psychologist at that point. Um, you just need to talk through it and work through it and figure out where does my life go from here? How do I recover from this terrible thing that has happened to me? How do I move forward? How do I progress? So that's pretty much what the disaster recovery part is. That's great. That's awesome. I love that. You know, as a licensed um, therapist. I love what I do. But at some point, I also tapped in into life coaching, because I think that it's also another great avenue and a great um, need that's out there. Because like you said, not everyone needs a clinical therapist. Sometimes people need um, a life coach to just guide them to listen. And so I find it very helpful for both. And so that's how we kind of connected, right? We connected before becoming sorors and um we were like hey we do this we do this together so like i know that i know how i got into this field and how my life and my experiences were helpful to what i do what made what type of things did you experience and go through that connected you to this life coaching uh, journey um, well, it was a lot of trauma that I dealt with in my childhood. Um, I've always had this desire to help people. I always want to fix things. I always want to make people feel better. I always want to see someone smiling, you know, even if it's just, you know what I'm saying, with me saying a kind word or making them laugh, it was always something. And then when I became a teacher, um, I saw the struggles that my students were having and how they gravitated towards me um, for advice. Um, I students that people had trouble with like oh that students i'm like nah you just need to listen to them i really believe that it was all in that process of going through after that another traumatic experience that made me realize and directed me towards life coaching and what life coaching was um it had to do with um my parents and my child and it was so traumatizing to me that the only way i found any sort of relief was to help others and to, to see within myself, it, it was it was a growing process. So I learned a lot in that traumatic time, which is why I was appreciative of it. Because like I said, it led me to life coaching and finding out. I was like, what the heck is a life coach? Like, you know what I'm saying? But I heard somebody talking about, they was like, people was like, you should really be a life coach. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, I mean, I thought and lived some life and my experiences and my struggles, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to share, you know, but I was also, I'm very empathic. And so... Um, I feel everybody's energy. I feel things. So when people would come to me and talk to me before they would even say anything, it's like I could feel the energy. Like I was just drawn to it, whether it was positive or negative. I was drawn to it and hearing what they had to say and listening to other people's life experiences and how it affected them. And I was like, oh, I can relate to that. And then I just it just kind of just happened naturally. It was just I was already life coaching my whole life and didn't even realize that that's what that was. Yeah. So what is. Now that we're talking about Mental Health Awareness Month, which I love when people say, I didn't even know there was an awareness month for mental health. I'll be honest, I didn't know it either. Not until after I um, became a mental health professional. I mean, it probably was still years after that. You know, I remember working for an agency where um, we had this rapport building group and we would look at different 
um, things that were happening throughout the month. And one month we stumbled on, hey, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. We're like, what? There's a month for this. <laughs> and so in that experience, you know, we began to learn so many different months that um, represented different things. And so I was like, you know what? I want to continue that because just like I didn't know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't know. And so what does Mental Health Awareness Month mean to you? That is such an amazing question because it's something that I think about all the time without even being, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not something that it's a part of my life. So I'm always constantly thinking about mental health, whether it's my own, those I care about, just strangers in general. I, I like people to be good. For me, mental health awareness is accountability for one. And it's not just accountability of myself, but well, accountability of others, but me being accountable and recognizing when somebody else needs that help. Or just just realizing like we go so far into our lives and, and, and we get so caught up in our own things that we forget to show grace and mercy. Yeah. And yeah. We forget to listen and we forget to listen to understand instead of listening yeah. to and be combative. So mental health awareness to me is all of those things. It's accountability, it's love, it's grace, it's mercy, it's understanding, it's listening, it's loving, period. Yeah. This journey that we're on and on this plane, on this light, in this life, is to master unconditional love. It's yeah. to understand different perspectives and realize that uh, you're not always right. You right, know, right. It's not about that. So for me, that's what it's about. Good, good. I just want to tell you from a mother to a mother. Oh my lord, I know when a mother is mothering. <laughs> <laughs> because I saw you <laughs> and I was like I wonder how many parents watching this right now saw the uh-huh mm-hmm and and you see how she kept going that's because a mother right there <laughs> that's a mother that can look into the camera and the screen and answer the question and still say sit down <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know what she's begging for right now but she's begging for something <laughs> That's one of the things when uh, my husband and I are live or when me and one of my, my colleagues are live, it's hilarious because we're like, look, this is live. This is for real, for real. We're live. And so sometimes things happen on it and you just have to work with it. So I love how you're able to manage that. And you didn't fall under the pressure. You were just like, hey, I got this, but I can't do this right now. Hold on real quick. <laughs> okay, I'm like, baby love. Right. <laughs> That's that balance, right? It's the balance that we have to have. I can always tell, and I, I talk about the hierarchy of need all the time, Maslow's hierarchy of need. I always can tell when somebody's needs are not being met, where, whether that's the physical need of sleep, eating, shelter, because there's a different type of response, right? There's a reaction versus a response. What I saw was a mother responding, and oftentimes, if our mental health isn't in check, we're easy to react. Absolutely. I've been right? really making myself very aware of it. I've been checking myself about that because I don't want her to feel the way that I felt growing up. I want her to know that she's important to me. Um, I want her to know that her, her voice matters. I care about what she has to say. I respect my daughter. Yes, she's six years old, but I respect her because a lot of times we expect these children, oh, they don't have no respect, but did you teach them how to have respect? Right, or you, are we modeling their respect? How can you sit up here and expect somebody to be respectful 
and all you've shown them is disrespectful behavior. Absolutely. So take accountability as parents, as adults, because we get so caught up in our own traumas, our own childhood traumas, our own grown up traumas and trauma in general that we forget that these are little humans. These yeah. are people. And one day they're going to grow up to big humans. I don't want to be responsible for her detriment. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the cause of her downfall. I don't want to be the cause of her feeling like she has to turn to certain things in life that are going to be detrimental to her life. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I conscientiously make a choice because it is a choice. I conscientiously yes, make a choice to be different. Not saying I'm perfect because baby, look, I mess up often all the time, but I don't have an issue with apologizing to my child, regardless of how old she is. And my son will tell you that he's 19. I've never had an issue. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong because that's how you teach them how to be accountable. That's how you teach them how to own their stuff. Yeah. If you're always here putting the blame on somebody else, I grew up with parents like that. If you're always around here putting the blame on someone else, they will grow up always feeling that they got to put the blame on someone else or on something else or why their life is not where it should be or why it's not going the way they want it to be when ultimately the choice is theirs. Your choices yeah. determine your character or the success that you're going to have. Absolutely. Healthy parenting is also a part of our mental health. We talk about mental health awareness and, and as a mental health advocate, I want people to understand that mental health is not just sitting across from a therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, um, only expressing emotions. And I don't want you to take me there. And I don't, there's so many different avenues and and, and factors that contribute to our mental health, learning how to set healthy boundaries, learning how to increase healthy parenting skills, learning how to call out those past traumas and hurts and learning ways to heal. And then also be able to be emotionally present for our own children. That's part of mental health. Absolutely. That's the only reason I called out uh, what I saw. Not because I don't even know if anybody else would have even paid attention. I did. And I was like, that's a great understanding of parenting and what that looks like. You know, we've been on here for a couple of minutes now. It doesn't mean that our life stops. We still have children. We have little ones. We have big ones. We got people that, you know, probably poke their head in and be like, is dinner ready? And they know that we are recording. (laughs) (laughs) And she was not letting up. Like, can I get that Capri Sun? Right, right. That's where healthy responses come in. And that's a part of understanding your mental health, understanding your needs, understanding how to respond in in different times, not just difficult times, but in different times, right? And so as we continue to talk about mental health, what are some ways you're out there advocating for mental health? Well, I'm definitely out here in these streets all the time. Just, well, one of the things that I do um, on my job, I'm an assistant manager, one of my jobs. (laughs) I'm an assistant manager at Dollar General. And um, every every person that walks through that door, every single person, they get greeted with a king, queen, my love, my dear, with some sort of nicety, with some sort of love and compassion every time they walk in the door. I don't care who it is. And if you, every time you walk in the door, I don't care if you went out to the car to get your card, you left your money. When you come back in, you're going to get another welcome. If, whether it's welcome back, my love, welcome back, sweetheart, what, whatever the case may be, I try to make sure that I exercise. I put out the energy that I want to receive. I Absolutely. do want to 
them to do unto me. Even if they don't act accordingly, I'm still responsible for me because I can't control what somebody else does. But Absolutely. I often have customers tell me like, you know what? I came in here with a bad, in a bad mood. I had a bad attitude, but you really turned it around. Your positive, your energy is just, it just gives me life. So I think it just, I ask every, every customer that comes to the line, I ask them, how's your day? Did you find everything well? That I might be the only person that day that asked them. And you would be surprised. Hmm. Honestly, these clerks at stores, we are definitely therapists on our, in our own right. People, <laughs> I've had people come there crying. I give hugs. You know what I'm saying? As long as it's okay with them. Because, you know, so COVID is real. But I, I mean, that for me, that that's not even a factor. I mean, not saying that COVID is not a factor, but it's not a factor for me and how I'm going to respond to a person. I see a person in need. I feel that because I can feel it. And I'm like, oh, if they're feeling like this, this is a terrible feeling. What would I want somebody to do for me if I was feeling like this? Sometimes in every person, whether they're in my line or not, when they leave that store, I always tell them, thank you, my love. Have a blessed and prosperous day. See you soon. And they come to the store. Literally, it's some people. That's how I met Dr. Tracy. (laughs) Literally, that's (laughs) That's another one I saw in case y'all didn't know. Um, they literally live, not, they live farther away. They have a Dollar General that's closer to them. But they said, because of the energy that you give, it makes us feel welcome and it feels warm. And I would rather drive to get that feeling. How about this? Now, I'm a Starbucks girl, right? Well, I recently found Dutch Bros. And I love Dutch Bros. But let me tell you, it's not really even the coffee that keeps me coming back. It's the energy. It's the every time you pull up, it's like, good morning. How are you doing? You ask a question. They're like, absolutely. Let me help you with that. Tell me what you like. What's your taste? What's your preference? It's the interaction that I get that really makes me come back. Then you get up to the drive through The music is blasting. It's six something in the morning today, okay? And they're like, good morning. Hi. And I'm just like, wow, that positive energy. Let me tell you, that energy is contagious. I was getting ready to say that. And just like, you know what, we often forget because we get so caught up again in life or whatever, just how you can put out negative energy and get negative energy back. You can overcome and combat that with positive energy, with positive mindset. Yes, I know every morning I wake up um, and this was a journey that I had to go through every morning that I wake up. And now it's more so a habit than a choice, but I make a choice every day to do unto others as I will have them do unto me, no matter what challenges I may face. It's still a blessing because what lesson am I going to learn? I'm always excited about that part. And trust me, I have some challenging days. Challenging, <laughs> honey. When I say challenging, but then I reflect and I'm like, what, what did I learn from this? How could I have handled it better? Or maybe I handled it well and I just give myself some kudos because a lot of times we forget to celebrate. Yes. I, say, I celebrate myself for everything. Don't give me no reason to celebrate. <laughs> I always say, if you can show compassion, then you better be able to show self-compassion because you need self-compassion as much as you show compassion to others. What I was going to bring up when we talk about this attitude of gratitude, the mindfulness that you um, that you bring and that you give to others on a day-to-day, I have a saying, what you project is what you attract. Absolutely. That wasn't my doing. It's from Breakthrough Parenting. I give credit where credit is due. I don't just be making up stuff around here. The other thing is, One thing that I do say is that I'm purposely positive and I make no excuses. That is one of my sayings. And I believe it wholeheartedly. I am purposely positive. But I don't want that to be, um, I don't want people to uh, miss, 
misread or misunderstand what I'm saying. I am not saying that I am positive in every situation and I don't see when people are in pain or people are, in are struggling. To be purposely positive means that even when I'm going through the worst of the worst and all hell is breaking loose in my life, I choose a reason to find something positive, Absolutely. right? There's a such thing as positive, uh, to uh, toxic positivity. Yes. And I actually posted that uh, this morning on Facebook about um, toxic positivity. Have you ever heard of toxic positivity? No, this is my first time, honey, but I do. I think my first time hearing the term, but after you explain it, I don't think that it's new to me. Does that make sense? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and read it for you. Toxic positivity. The overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state that results in the denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. So yes, I do know that. I just didn't know yeah. it was a whole little phrase for you know. A little Me term. neither. But I definitely, I I agree with it one thousand percent because for me it's like when people are the toxic positive people or they're exhibiting those um, traits or characteristics. It's like it almost makes it negative. Yeah, yeah. And it makes it negative because. In that you're you're minimizing and diminishing and kind of like brushing things under the rug. I'm right. Look, I tell people I hate I don't beat around the bush. I cut the bush down. I jump over the bush. I don't do bushes. Okay, all kinds of bushes. I don't have time for. Like I don't have time for ring around the rosy. Okay, right, right. <laughs> I'm just you know I like to get to the point and confront things head on because for me toxic positivity is just fakeness. And that's what I was gonna say. That's what I was using the word as. And then yesterday, actually, I was listening to a podcast and they mentioned toxic, toxic, ooh, 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 toxic positivity. Say that three times. And I was like, wow. I was like, I wouldn't even have thought to put those two words together, but it makes so much sense. This is what I'm advocating for in mental health. It's not about, we'll just find the positive of it. Mm -hmm. It's not, well, deny your emotions. And I'm going to teach you how, how to no longer be angry. Uh, life coaching, that we're going to minimize uh, what you're going through and just find a positive way to, to deal with it. You are a very positive person. I know this because I've been around you for the last couple of months. You're a very positive person. But in that, there is a very authentic place where that positivity, that positivity comes from. It's not a fake positive person. It's not like, Oh, you're crying and you're sad? Well, let me tell you how to be positive. <laughs> right. No, no, no. But baby, I might sit there and cry with you and be like, hold up, who we fighting? No. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring this up in my next interview because that's such a real thing. And sometimes people get um, a, a misunderstanding again of what mental health is and it's like you know what I don't want to deal with that fakeness I'm yeah, going through real stuff and I don't want anybody to uh, make me feel like I have to be happy right now it sounds condescending almost when people do that it's like okay I actually had a conversation with a lady that came in the store yesterday she's all about positive energy enlightenment and all that good wonderful stuff and we were talking about that like you can be positive and still have the human emotion of anger. 
Yes. It's all how you respond to these emotions yes. that will determine the outcome of it. You know what I'm saying? So I can be angry, but I don't have to go, depending on what it is, I don't have to go fight everybody in these streets. I don't have Absolutely. to go fight. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That's mental health awareness. And that's why we're talking about mental health today. It's not a problem that we have negative emotions. It's actually very human of us to have negative emotions. It's what we do with the emotions that's a problem. So what we're trying to teach in mental health awareness is being emotion, being able to identify your emotions and being able to deal with it in a healthy way, not a positive way. Yes, positivity is going to come from it when you're using healthy coping skills. But the purpose of it is learning healthier ways, healthier communication, healthier boundaries, healthier parenting skills. That's what we're teaching. Absolutely. And I think it's good that you're doing, um, you know, uh, this podcast that you're advocating for mental health work, not just because it's your field, obviously you're passionate about it, but because it's something that seems to be very, very close to your heart. You're very authentic and genuine about it. That's why we connected um, and just wanting to understand. Like It's, it's understanding. Yeah. It's understanding. Understanding that we are human beings. We are spirits, gods living in this fleshly body trying to figure it out because life is hard. And to be honest, sometimes life sucks. It does. It yeah. does. Sometimes yes. it's like, oh, <laughs> language, but it does. And you're like, you know what? That's all about <laughs> you're like, I got time for positive right now. I just want to be mad. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm usually the person that says, I'm going to sit right next to you and be mad with you. Right. That's now, true. that doesn't mean I have to respond the same way you're responding, but I'm here with you. I'm here with you. And I probably would try to find a way that we can release that anger in a healthy way. I say, you know what? Let's go to a break room. You know what? Let's go do a paint and sip. You know, let's do something where we can get this negative energy out into something, right? That's what we're talking about. And I was so happy. Whenever I'm feeling like super angry, I like Uh to work out like, I mean, I love cleaning anyways. I'm a little OCD-ish. And so when things are not right, <laughs> I'm like, hey, la cuckoo. But <laughs> I, my go-to is cleaning and exercise. You know what I'm saying? Self-reflection, just taking time to myself to really just try to understand and process my emotion. Why am I angry? Is my, clearly my anger may be valid or is it me? Is it invalid? Right, Should right. I be angry? Is it misdirected more so? Is my anger like misdirected? That. Maybe it's me. Right. Maybe because of a choice that I made. And a lot of times that accountability, some people struggle with that accountability. And I'm just like, I want to be as accountable as possible because I want to be the best version of me that I can be. When I started this part of my journey seven years ago, um, I was like, Tangie, you were out here looking a hot mess. I mean, it wasn't a hot mess to everybody else, but I know what I'm used to. Cameras. Like I went through a really bad depression. Now I'm just like, I was in a toxic relationship and I just had a baby. I'm like, Tangie, what you going to do, girl? What are you going to do? Now, you sit up here going to leave this relationship. How you going to get another man? Okay, you fat. You can do something about that. You know what to do. You ran track all your life. No, sometimes you just got to be real with yourself. <laughs> all the time, you got to be real. I'm like, girl, you fat. What you going to do about it? Because my body was like, baby, what are we doing? Right. Like, like, if you don't want to be fat no more, you know what to do to not be fat. Not that anybody that wants to be fat, not that it's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying for me, my body health wise, it wasn't good. Right. My body 
breaking down. Okay. It was like, no, you identified the problem that you were having and you worked on ways to find a solution to your problem. Right. Because whatever that means to anyone out here listening, right. Where you are, if you're uncomfortable or where you are in life, if you're uncomfortable with your body image, if you're uncomfortable with um, your relationships, if you are uncomfortable finding the solution, identify what's the problem and then find a solution. That's all she's saying. That's mental yeah. health awareness. <laughs> that means facing, it, it means you have, might have to make difficult decisions. It's right. about owning your choices. And that's what I said. I said, Tange, you have a choice. And so I made a choice conscientiously to face my fears and live my life. So now, and you know what I'm saying? It, it was a process. I ain't just jump out, you know what I'm saying? Off the front porch with this, you know, I'm all good. No, it was a process. It was like, okay, every time I came up against an obstacle or something that I was afraid of, I would just do it. And oftentimes it always ended up better than what I expected. A lot of times we're afraid of what's on the other side, but you're never going to know what's on the other side unless you go through the obstacle to get to the opportunity. You're not going to know. So I was like, well, if, if it's going to be bad, it's going to be bad, but I'm trying to make the best decision that I can. And then I can regroup if it doesn't work out the way, you know, I expect it or and sometimes that needs to be, that needs to happen because then you learn a lesson. In and so I'm always yes. grateful for that. Man, she dropping nut- nuggets over here, y'all. For real. That was a lot. I don't even have anything to say back, but back because it was good. It was good. As we end this, um, this interview today, talking about mental health, there's a lot of things that you shared. And I'm so grateful because I know that you are so relatable and so real. And that's where that being authentic and just having that personality that people really gravitate to because you really uh, wear your heart on your sleeve and you care about people. What's one thing that you want to leave the viewers with today when we talk about mental health? I want them to know that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not feel okay and to ask for help. It's okay it is okay to be in your feelings. Feel your feels. That's what I would say. Feel your feels, but let's deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Feel your feels. I, one of my friends, a close friend, she uh, passed away some years ago, and that, that death still affects me to this day in a, in a positive way. Um, but she was like, look, she's like, you can be sad now. I'm going to let you be sad for a couple of days, and then we're going to need to come and figure out a solution. We're going to have to figure out how do I come out of this? What is like? How do I get past this? And I was like, dang. And to that day, that really, really, really sticks with me. So feel your feels. They're your feelings. Your feelings are valid because they're your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Feel them, figure them out. And if sometimes you need help, figure it out. I'm here, life coach. My girl, Crystal, is here. You know what I'm saying? If you need a little deeper action, you know what I'm saying? In that, in there, in, in that respect. But yeah, feel your feels. Be yourself. I love, love that. Your, it's hard. But you know what I'm saying? You determine you. And one thing I will say is this. Your choices will show what your character is. You can determine somebody's character by the choices that they make. So if you see somebody hurting and they're acting in a way that's not normal, check on them. Yeah, absolutely. On them, love on them. I know you said one thing. It was a lot of things that came to my heart. I'm sorry. I'm great. I'm like, you can close it out. Absolutely. Feel your feels. That was from life coach Tangi Black. I will have her. Uh, site and a way that you can reach her after this video. It's mental health awareness, y'all. We are talking about ways to improve our mental health. It's our physical, social, and emotional 
uh, well-being. You have the power to create change. Y'all have a blessed one and I'll be back next week. Thank you.